season four, episode uh, 74. So, and I, uh, <clears throat> been back from Scotland a little over a week. And um, <clears throat> so then now I have a, a house to myself because um, everybody else has gone to the beach. And you know me, I, I don't, I mean, the beach is okay. It's overrated for me. I mean, yeah, I, I, I like to maybe take a visit to the beach and then leave. You know, some people like to go to the beach and stay there. I just like to go. Okay, I've seen the beach, and I can go home. Um, I, um, I, I get just as much out of looking at the beach in pictures and videos as I do going to see it in person. The best part about looking at the beach on video and in pictures is I don't get sunburned. So I'm still in Penn's Woods with a house to myself for a week while everybody else is at the beach. So please do not feel sorry for me because you might think it's stupid. <laughs> I don't. But I have a, a whole bunch of things I think that you will find stupid. He's given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder he's got a mind left. It's insane Eric Lane's stupid world. Bringing a voice of sanity in our insane world, or a voice of stupidity in our intellectual world, here's the host of this stupid world. Eric Lane. Well, welcome to my stupid world. I'm insane Eric Lane. Glad you have decided to come back after a little hiatus. This is the second episode of me getting back from Ireland and Scotland, our weekend edition, which is one of two of the weekly episodes that come your way, the midweek bonus edition, of course. We got the um, Genius Awards and the Insane Weekend Review which is always worth checking out. It kind of gets you over the hump in case you're starving for stupidity. But nevertheless, let me tell you something. During the time I was away in Scotland and Ireland, boy, oh boy, did we ever have a backlog of stupidity. So let me tell you, it was not hard to find five-star stupidity to give you for this podcast. So please, if you would be so kind, give it a five-star rating. And if you could, why don't you write a review and make it as stupid as you could because I'd love to be able to read some stupid reviews of my podcast on the next episode. And of course, if you really are brave, you'll share the podcast on your social media so folks will not have to go searching for stupidity everywhere. Just get it right off of your newsfeed. And of course, you'll be obviously viewed as a person that's not stingy with stupidity. And if you haven't done so already, click that subscribe button. So that way you won't miss any new stupid episodes. And if you're listening and you're, you know, just streaming it and you hit an area that is like really bad cell coverage or crappy Wi-Fi. And I, I had a lot of crappy Wi-Fi when I was over in Scotland and Ireland, just let you know that. Not to mention spotty cell coverage. Then download the episode. It's that easy. By the way, I practically listen to all my podcasts and I've got plenty of them. I use Podcast Addict. I recommend using this app for optimum performance. It's absolutely free at your app store, but you can also get two different types of paid versions also, and they're well worth it. By the way, um, don't forget, coming up later in this weekend episode, 
stick around for um, my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guero, because after I got back from Florida, um, we had a chance to get together. Uh, they, He came up and his mom, my sister came up and brother-in-law, we all had a nice big dinner here in Central PA. And um, uh, we'll be talking a little bit uh, to see how he enjoyed the um, souvenirs that I brought him back from Scotland. I'd like to get his opinion on how particular, uh, one particular souvenir tasted. <clears throat> okay. And if you know my insane Florida nephew, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, by the way, um, I hope that you um, have got a good messaging app called Telegram Messenger. It's a very good app. It's secure. It's very cool. And you can use Telegram to join in St. Eric Lane's Stupid World channel because I post articles from each of the episodes stupidity. So you're able to read the articles, comment about what you've read, or even share the articles with your friends to say, yes, it is really true. It's not some made-up story that some wannabe disc jockey talks about on his podcasts. Okay. By the way, Telegram Messenger is free and it's available in desktop or mobile versions for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. You can actually get a preview of the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel and a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And check it out. I think you'll find it um, refreshingly stupid because... I can't wait to put some of the links on this week's stories on the Telegram channel, particularly, well, you know, it's end of school, it's graduation, it's senior prank season. So, you know, we're going to have some good stupidity for you, like the Maryland High School that got its uh, properties listed for sale on Zillow for an unbelievably low, low price. And what some people think, well, that's probably a senior prank. Yeah, it's the Meade Senior High School. It's located at 1100 Clark Road in Fort Meade, Maryland. It's listed on the online real estate marketplace for the low, low price of just $42,069, according to metadata captured by the Wayback Machine. It's a nonprofit internet archive. Now, Bob Mosier, a spokesperson for Anne Arundel County Public Schools, said the school district that oversees Meade Senior High School confirmed in a statement provided to Fox 11 News that the local high school is not for sale. He said this is incredibly creative advertising, but we are stunned that the listeners, listeners so vastly underestimated the value of this prime real estate with amazing amenities. Mosier told the local news station uh, that the Meade Senior High School actually measures 12,000 458 square feet, and it includes 20 bedrooms, 15 full bathrooms, a spacious kitchen and dining room, and an unfinished basement, 100 parking spots, a private basketball court, a private multi-use turf field, and a private study. Well, that's what he said, according to the fake listing. The listing claims the school was for sale by owner, and it provided a phone number that directed the callers to the Meade Senior High School's main line. This uh, nice half-working jail is on sale for a steal. All 15 bathrooms come with sewage issues, said the unknown prankster. 
The school also comes with dangerous unfinished sections that could cost you your life. Your neighbors are rodents and insects that will make you squeal in fear, according to the fake listing. The school comes with complimentary trash, scented air fresheners, and water issues. Now, the link to the Zillow listing appears to be deactivated. Fox 11 News reported that the locals believe the fake listing was posted as a senior prank, but there is really no evidence to prove that theory at the current time. So, well, look, when I see a senior prank like this, I have renewed hope for our future graduates. You know, that's really something you never really see from high school kids these days. You know, things like initiative. <laughs> well, over-the-top senior pranks have uh, been pretty frequent. And, well, obviously with these kids in Maryland and their high school getting put up for sale on Zillow. And then there's kids in North Carolina. They decided to fill their school's toilets with cement. Oh, boy. Well, now there's another one that happened, and it's making the rounds. And, well, this one's got some video, which you know will be shared on the Telegram channel. How would your principal have reacted to this? An entire class of high school seniors in Delaware pranked their principal by sneaking into her house in the middle of the night and sleeping on the floor. <laughs> okay, now, as stupid and dangerous as that might sound, nothing bad happened. Okay, nothing stupid happened either. But it was a pretty stupid prank, and it was actually pretty funny. The principal handled it pretty well. The principal's name is Joy McGrath. Now, she's the head of a private Christian school about 30 miles outside of Wilmington, Delaware. They, the kids snuck in about 1 o'clock in the morning with their blankets and pillows, basically had this big old whopping sleepover on the first floor of her house. The thing is, Miss McGrath didn't find them until she walked downstairs to make coffee at 6 a.m. Well, thankfully, she was wearing clothes, a robe and yellow Crocs. So when she opened the door to her kitchen, the whole place was filled with kids. Here's the actual moment that Principal McGrath found dozens of her students sleeping inside her house. Good morning, little bunnies. <laughs> Any, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and all of you. You might want to walk around. Oh, you two are really. You are in the most. So, according to the video, the entire senior class was in on the whole gag. It was kind of a small school, but still, we're looking at 60 to 70 kids in there. Now, you can tell it pretty much freaked her out for a second because she opened the door and immediately shut it again. But then she poked her head back in and had fun with it. Instead of getting all upset, she called it the most beautiful sight she could imagine. She was mostly just amazed they managed to sneak into her house without waking her up. And now people online have rightly pointed out that this probably wouldn't go the same way if the kids were at a public school and had tried the same thing. Mm, yeah, just keep that in mind. And then, of course, there's the great stupidity that comes with graduation. And, you know, students and parents, it's a very important time for their kids, you know. It's a solemn assembly when their child that they have awoken and gotten dressed for school for 12 years, now they're out on their own, right? Well, some parents and students at an Illinois school were pretty upset 
at their graduation because their graduation stoles had a major misspelling. It spelled the word graduate as graduate <laughs> on more than 600 stoles for their seniors. And to make matters worse, the mistake wasn't even noticed until after some students attended the graduation ceremonies. Now, here are the graduates. Uh, here's a couple of them. Jakari Roberts and Yasser Bilal, along with a parent, talking about the shock and awe and about being disappointed by the mistake. I don't understand how you mess up a whole word. It shouldn't happen like that. We ain't realizing until, like, we was walking out the gate. They could have checked before because they made, like, 600-plus. So, and all of them were spelled wrong. We're terribly disappointed and appalled about how they would even pass those out to the students that would embarrass the community, the families, and even the school district should be embarrassed. So, in a letter to community members, the high school admitted, well, they never checked the stoles beforehand, and they said they're trying to make amends by photoshopping the misspelled word from the graduation pictures. The school said that replacement sashes with the correct spelling have been received and they will be mailed to the graduates with their diplomas. But how can you excuse yourself from such a blunder? Oh, man. Well, maybe some audio from the ceremony might give us a clue. <clears throat> Allow me to congratulate you graduates. You are so special, we invented a new word just for you. As you graduate today, remember to have attention to detail, to dot every I, and to cross every T, even if you've added an extra one. Congratulations, graduates! Well, if a cop suspects a drunk driver, you know they typically look for the classic signs, right? You know, the bloodshot eyes, watery eyes, the slurred speech, the obvious smell of booze on their breath, and maybe also if they're wearing a beer can costume. <laughs> Recently, well, actually on Cinco de Mayo, a deputy in Kansas pulled over a car that seemed to be driving a wee bit erratically. And when he walked up to the driver, he saw the guy was wearing a full-body Bud Light can costume. Well, these days, that could be really pretty risky. The driver failed a field sobriety test, obviously, and was placed under arrest for um, DUI. Now, the police department posted a pretty amusing photo of the guy on Facebook and noted that, quote, suspects are innocent until proven guilty. Uh, yeah, but look, let's be honest. There's no way this guy had not been drinking. The beer can costume had holes for the guy's arms and feet, but it doesn't sound like he was charged for having an open container. Yeah. Well, anyway, the guy clearly made a bad decision. Almost as bad as his taste in beer. It's a terrible look for Bud Light. But at this point, I think they're probably used to it. Well, you don't see this every day. In fact, I'm willing to bet you've never seen this before. A player got tagged out while trying to steal second base after the ball bounced off his ball. 
Yeah, it was a game between the Detroit Tigers and the Cleveland Guardians. It took place recently where the Tigers outfielder Akil Badu tried to steal second. Guardians catcher Mike Zunino fired the ball to second baseman Andres Jimenez. And as Badu slid into the bag, the ball hit him square in the cup and then bounced into the glove of Jimenez, who made the tag. Now, obviously, Badu was hurt, and it was obvious where he was hurt, but he did stay in the game, and the Tigers won 6-2. to two. Mm. You know, guys have a hard time looking at video like that, you know? Well, there's a 33-year-old only fan star who claims to have a huge 14-inch male member that he says constantly is getting stared at in public. Maybe it's just big enough to be easily hit by a baseball. I don't know. But Mark Rock used to have a manhood measuring eight inches in length and five and a half inches in girth. However, he claims he underwent two experimental surgeries to bring his member to a final measurement of 14 inches in length and 12 inches in girth. I wonder if it gives him back problems. Anyway, he says now people can't help but do a double take when they see his um, really large package, which he struggles to hide under his clothes. Despite calling the attention incredible, Mark says that going out in public is now an adventure with looks and double takes wherever he goes. He says, on one hand, I enjoy the attention, but on the other hand, I just want to get my milk and go home. Well, as well as public, as well as in public, his impressive penis has also earned him an array of fans online. He is boasting some 40,000 Instagram followers and 19,200 fans on TikTok. He regularly shares photos and videos of himself on the site, teasing his huge dong under his clothes. However, he has so far kept his identity hidden by hiding his face behind a face mask. Now, despite his army of fans who call him amazing and, quote, delicious, Mark does have some doubters who don't believe he can have such a huge manhunt, manhood. One follower wrote on Instagram, you can't be true. Another one says, I don't think it's really that big, LOL. A third, meanwhile, asked, how is that possible? Mark claims he underwent surgery costing $80,000 to release the suspensatory ligament and inject it with dermal fillers and body fat, as well as placing a large prosthesis within it. He said his recovery process from the operation was grueling. That was actually the worst part of the surgery. The pain was almost unbearable at times, he said. I couldn't even get myself out of bed in the mornings. The walking was also difficult with the added weight. And the, the running, well, uh, that's not a thing anymore. Might actually knock himself out. I don't know. But asked why he underwent the surgery, he tells exclusively to the Daily Star, my decision to get it done was based on my fascination with extremely large body parts, such as tall people, large breasts and butts and muscular physiques. I've always considered bigger is better and idolized people like Bashine and Mandingo and Ronnie Coleman for their impressively massive body parts. Eventually, I decided that I too wanted to become one of the big ones. Despite spending thousands of dollars on surgery, he's comfortably made that back as he claimed to have earned a five-figure salary from his OnlyFans content.
I wonder if you should get the thing insured. And then the th question would be, who would insure it, and what would the monthly premiums be? Well, we have a substitute teacher here named Jennifer Hale, who hails from Lake County, Florida. And Jennifer is being charged after letting a seventh grader use her vape pen. She was arrested after it happened in the last period of the day at school. The affidavit said that the substitute heard the seventh grader talking about his friend wanting to vape and then gave him hers to take a hit. Here's actually a mom at the Eustis Middle School um, and a student, Jennifer Hunter, and Eustis Police Chief Craig Capri talking about the excuse that the sub gave. I never thought that a substitute teacher would give my child that or someone else's child any of that stuff. You can't do this. You just can't do it. I mean, this should be common sense. So she has a responsibility to that classroom to protect kids, not abuse them. Her response was she just wanted to fit in. Now, according to a Eustis police report, a seventh grader said a substitute teacher named Jennifer heard his friend say he wanted to vape and that she said, I have one and pulled it out. The seventh grader said she then asked if he wanted a hit and told him not to report it. Eustis police said Hale now is facing child abuse charges. And the Lake County School District said Hale is no longer employed with the district. They said that she recently started substitute teaching for the district and had no prior disciplinary issues. She was released on a $1,000 bond. Now, obviously, we know that this podcast is all about stupidity, but... Here's an interesting story I have about a podcast that's just stupid. The podcast boasts hundreds of thousands of subscribers and followers across online platforms. It's been called Stoking the Flames of Controversy by belittling female guests and making them look dumb. The podcast is called Whatever. It's hosted by Brian Atlas. Now, it masquerades as a dating talk show while delving into gender roles, body counts, and the legitimacy of the patriarchy. The podcast team uses social media to seek women panelists only to later roast them online in snippets pandering to the virility of the inflammatory hot takes. In other words, it's perfect clickbait. In one episode, the panelists, who are all women, rate themselves as tens, much to Atlas's shock, he says, I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to rate you guys, but none of you are a 10. Well, that prompted a chorus of agreement in the comments by users cruelly joking about the women's weight and appearance. Now, in another one, Atlas grills the panelists on their body counts and or how many people that they've been intimate with. And well, that's also met with resistance. Wow. What do you know? An annoying podcast. That's kind of something you never hear about, huh? I think I might speak for thousands of sensitive, caring men when I say, cool, I can't wait to hear one. <laughs> well, there's an inmate in Ohio named Jason Conrad who somehow escaped from custody while he was being transported to a doctor's appointment. But he was captured the next day thanks to a tip from a McDonald's employee. Jason, you see, rides up to the McDonald's on a bike, asks for something off the dollar menu. Hmm. Well, the employee tells them they haven't had a dollar menu for years. And so the guy took off. The employee said the guy seemed a bit out of touch. And that's when he remembered hearing about the escaped inmate and contacted police. Here's that McDonald's employee that recognized Jason Lyle Conrad 
when he came to to buy food. He was asking for a uh, something off the dollar menu, and I was like, there hasn't been a dollar menu at McDonald's for a while. Like, he's been out of touch. And then like it, it clicked for me. I was like, oh no, that's that guy. Well, they were able to catch up with old Jason soon afterwards. The guy wasn't a huge threat. He was mostly a drug dealer. And as amusing as it is to think of him being behind bars for 20 years and just now getting out, he was actually just arrested in April. Apparently, he hadn't been to a McDonald's in a while. Or maybe he only just had a buck. I, I don't know. Well, some people just have a knack for looking on the bright side of life. I like hanging out with people like that, you know? And here's one of the folks that I'd like to introduce you to is a 23-year-old guy in Florida named Jordan Rivera. He's in the news because he lost his arm to an alligator. He was outside a bar in Port Charlotte, about 90 miles south of Tampa. There's a pond out back, and, uh, well, that's where it happened. He just remembers falling down, then he woke up in the hospital. Turned out a 10-foot gator got him. The people at the bar made a tourniquet and saved his life, and well, he did an interview from the hospital bed and was surprisingly upbeat about the whole thing. Actually, here he is recalling the story of how he lost his arm from his perspective. I didn't lose my life, lost an arm. It's not the end of the world. They got my elbow, so I don't have an elbow. But I can still move my arm around and whatnot. I just saw a little lake, just trying to go over there and just, you know, take a little pee or whatnot. Something happened where I either tripped or, like, something the ground below me kind of just went down. And I ended up in the water. And that's literally the last thing I remember. Fusion, I was like, whoa. Like, I was just, because I woke up and I was just sitting here. And I looked over and then I saw my arm the way it was. And I was like, ooh. It kind of just it was like my arm just there, but not there. Hmm, well, I guess he says he's just lucky to be alive. Well, somebody started a GoFundMe to help cover all the medical bills. And if you want to donate, the campaign is called Help Jordan and His Family. The only thing that really seemed to bug him was the rumor that he was being dumb and went out back to feed the alligator. He says he was just out there trying to use the bathroom, and that rumor is not true at all. Of course, it's a good thing that it was just his arm that got bitten off if he was going to the bathroom, if you pick up what I'm throwing down, okay? Technically, I don't know, he did kind of feed the gator, though, didn't he? Well, anyway, I know also into some Ubers can be a bit pricey. They had Ubers over in Scotland and Ireland, and we never took them, but they, they could be a bit pricey. But I'm going to say this. This guy here probably should have sprung for one. He's a man from southern Illinois named Timothy Baggett. He's facing charges after he stole a construction vehicle and drove it to the airport to catch a plane. Airport officials called the cops when they saw a backhoe parked in the airport lot and thought, hmm, that looks a bit suspicious. Security footage shows Timothy driving up in the backhoe, pulling it into the parking spot, and hopping out and calmly walking into the airport with a guitar on his back. Turned out he stole the backhoe from a construction site and drove it 10 miles to get there. He's already caught a flight now, and he's flew out to the West Coast, so when the cops showed up, he was already long gone. Here's uh, Sheriff Jeff Dietrich talking about Baggett allegedly stealing the vehicle. You hear of people either getting rides from other people, borrowing cars, stealing cars, but yeah, a backhoe being stolen from a job site and driven 10 miles to an airport for an individual to catch a flight all the way to the West Coast carrying a guitar, that is that is unique. Cops did track him down in Nevada. Now he's facing charges for theft in excess of $10,000. Well, you might be better off 
not knowing what this means. It's kind of like you may be better off not knowing what's in haggis, but I'm going to tell you this anyway. The term is gooch grease. Ever heard of it? Gooch grease? This term was trending online after a local news station in Houston did a seven-minute segment on it. Kind of reminds me of what I had to put on a really, really bad injury that I got when I wrecked my bike and the family doctor gave me this greasy, black-looking, oily kind of stuff in a tube that I had to put into the sore to suck up the infection. And he called that goose grease, not gooch grease. I'm beginning to wonder if there's a similarity So what is gooch grease, you might ask? It's described as the culmination of lint, sweat, and um, uh, other stuff that's hanging out around the guy's nether region at any given time. (sighs) Okay. Now, the term might be new, but that swampy situation that it's describing is not. It's something that plenty of men and women have dealt with, especially when the weather starts getting hot in the summer months. Look, I'm essentially talking about swamp butt, okay? It's when you can't seem to keep things dry down there. But look, if it's just sweat, that's one thing. But if it's also a hygiene issue, well, that's where you get gooch grease. This one last detail is a big reason that it's now going viral, though. Some desperate men who really don't want to ruin their underwear they've supposedly started wearing maxi pads to keep the problem in check. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Excuse me, sir, are you buying those for your wife? No, I'm going to use them myself. People on Twitter didn't really understand why gooch grease was trending. They looked it up and then wished they hadn't. Yeah, the collective response has been, yuck. Well, this is pretty stupid, too. Did you hear about the woman in Atlanta who jogged right past an active shooter scenario but didn't even realize it because she had her earbuds in? She posted a video of herself running and giving a thumbs up while sirens wailed in the background. It was the same day that there was a deadly shooting at a medical facility in Atlanta. One person was killed. More more than four were injured. Her caption said that her AirPods were on noise-canceling mode, so she didn't even realize what was going on until later. She thinks she ran right past it. She saw lots of cops and crime scene tape, but didn't even realize what it was for. Then she saw more cops and finally stopped to check her phone and found out what was happening. The gunman was 24-year-old Dion Patterson. His mom says he had a history of mental health issues, and he's facing murder charges. And luckily, she wasn't one of the victims. Well, if you don't have any plans, and maybe, you know, it's a lazy summer afternoon and you've considered wrestling a bear, you better not set foot in Missouri. Police there in Missouri notified their citizens on social media that there have been bear sightings in the area. They're warning people, please do not feed the bears, do not interact with the bears, and definitely do not wrestle the bears. They then reminded people that bear wrestling is illegal in Missouri and shared the language from the actual state statute, which also bans 
promoting or allowing bear wrestling on your property, owning a bear that will be used for bear wrestling, training a bear to wrestle, and surgically altering a bear for wrestling purposes. <laughs> that part is a bit stupid. All these things would be considered a Class A misdemeanor in the show-me state. Yeah, show me a man who wants to wrestle a bear. The sightings were in Salem, Missouri. It's a small town of about 5,000 people in the middle of the state. Apparently, there's a, not a lot going on in central Missouri these days. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. So you made it back to Florida after your uh, long journey to Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. I, um, <clears throat> I mean, it, the, the good thing about a long drive is by the, you know, the sixth hour of the second day, you're just ready to be home. <laughs> you're kind of done with vacation at that point. You're just like, nope, I'm happy to be home. Um, yep. Yep. Although, yep. Though it is, I, I've been trying to keep the vacation kind of mood and spirit alive, though, all week. <laughs> That's I've been good. doing pretty good. Yeah, I've been That's doing good. pretty good. So, so did did little Pancho survive both the trip to PA and the trip back to Florida? Man, okay, I tell you, that kid always surprises me. I mean, like yeah. you expect the worst, especially with a with a three year old or a baby. Yeah, he's always done so good with those long car rides every time we've done it, and wow. I always expect the worst. Yeah, he did really good. I, I was actually impressed and proud. Well, he, he I, I got I got to you know eat with him whenever you all you guys came up to, to visit and uh, he uh, he definitely uh, enjoyed the uh, little bouncy knee ride on, on my knee. You know, I did it with my 
that was cool. You you could tell that you could tell he enjoyed that quite a bit. So and oh, yeah. he, oh, yeah. he, he he gave me permission to ride with him in the back seat. I thought that was pretty nice. <laughs> I know, right? That's so funny. <laughs> and, and then to to basically, you know, dust and clean off his nose the way you do a Nintendo sixty four <laughs> cartridge. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's I, right. I had, to, I had to take a peek back whenever you were pretending to take his nose off and clean it out, and, yeah. and the look on his face was 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 one of like like he's like I I think he's joking, but I'm also like just <laughs> uncertain enough that I'm I'm uncomfortable about this. Yeah. <laughs> the look of bewilderment was priceless. That's <laughs> oh man. <laughs> My my dad did that to me. I did it to my kids as well. This is just <laughs> it never gets old. It really never does. <laughs> so, oh man! Well, did 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 you have a chance to sample some of my uh, souvenirs from uh, from Scotland yet? You know, I did. I um, I so I I took some of the Nittany Nectar. This is the the butterscotch tobacco, like pipe oh. tobacco that you you've been talking about. Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah, we, I took you down to uh, your cigar den in State College. It got, it's a wonderful array of, uh, of of smells and aromas there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and um, and and so I actually had the um, the was it the twelve year age Scotch, the the small yeah. bottle that you had. So um, when I say small, I mean like it was like a travel yeah. size thing, so people don't think I'm a borracho, but. Um, <laughs> Oh, drunkard, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it was good. A 12 year old was really good. I had it with, with uh, well, puffing on some Nittany Nectar, uh, yeah. pipe tobacco out on the porch in Pennsylvania in the mountains. Yes. In the yes. Country. Yes. And it was good. It, so, it was, so that was, that was peak vacation right there. Oh, yeah. Well, so, so give me your, your, um, expert analysis on on the on the uh, scottish whiskey what, what was your <laughs> what, what what were the flavor notes that you can bring out oh, of it here man. i yeah i'm not the right person for these things but um you know i i um the, the flavor notes i was getting was a little bit of butterscotch um from the uh-huh. tobacco and uh, yeah. but I, I will say it, there was just a slight bit of smoke but it wasn't overly smoky so you might have actually been all right with it it was just a okay. hint if you're okay. looking for it there. Yeah. And uh, well, it just tastes like a good, uh, you know, quality whiskey, a scotch. Okay. Well, I did yeah. get a little small bottle myself. I haven't opened uh-huh. it because uh, even my son was at, because we got, we got him a little bottle of it also. Um, and, and, and so he asked me if I'd tried it yet. I said, no, I haven't tried the whiskey part yet. Um, mm-hmm. And he was actually thinking you would probably have a better idea on the quality of the taste before we would <laughs> So I, I I've spoiled myself in the past with um with a couple of really nice bottles of scotch before. So yeah. Um, now granted, the, the scotch I've always gotten was very smoky, and yeah. um, and so this one it was subtle. It, you had to be yeah. looking for it to kind of find it, but it, okay. I enjoyed it a lot. I think for sure. Yeah. Now, now, right right now you'll get a kick out of this. Right now I'm uh I'm I'm sipping on some Eternal Tap. Uh, huh? Here, um, <laughs> I I brought back some straw beer from St. Mary's, Pennsylvania, where I was at. Um, no, you know, I, I brought back their Hop Blaster IPA because uh, I'm an IPA fan. So, um, um yeah. If, if anyone doesn't know, they the the Straw Brewery is what the town my grandparents are from is known for, basically. And uh, and they they call, they call it the Eternal Tap. That's yeah. there, you know. 
it, well, it's pretty I, legendary in the in the area. You, you just show up and they just pour you pour you a cold one. You know they, they do. They they so, actually do. Yeah, and and the and the thing is, from what I've been uh, from my understanding, uh, the the uh, I think they were renegade Catholics from Baltimore who decided that they were going to come into Pennsylvania to pursue religious freedom and worship in the way they wanted to. And they founded the city of St. Mary, or the, the community or settlement of St. Mary's, and they built a brewery and a church in that order. <laughs> it sounds about right. Um, <laughs> so uh, one thing you'll find funny, um, when, when you pull up the Straub, uh, maybe this is normal in other places, I don't know, but I, like I'm not used to being able to pull up like through like almost like a drive through. Yeah, and you just pull up in your car, and they they pop the case right there, you know, on your on your passenger's driver's seat. Yeah, um, and you drive off there, and he's like, okay. And now, funny, I just got done doing some yard work uh, for a great uncle of mine with my dad. Yeah, and uh, so I show up, and I'm just, I'm not thinking. My brain's not really firing on all cylinders. I forget, you know, what what a case is called, right? I'm thinking like, all right, how many come in a case? But I'm like, how many come in? Uh, well, and I can't really read the sign really well. A basket. He's like, you mean a case? I'm like, one of those, yeah. And he's like, twenty four. Um, you know, and I'm like, all right. You know, just give me a couple six ounces. And he's like, you mean six packs? And I was like, <laughs> oh gosh, this guy's thinking I'm gonna, you know. So he basically tells me, he's like, all right, there you go, buddy. He's like, now remember, this is what you'll get a kick out of. He's like, for every mile of road on the way back, there are two miles of ditches. And yeah. I was like, this guy thinks I've already been pre-gaming uh, and I'll be driving home <laughs> a little bit lit already, which was not true. But, you know, um, I thought it was funny. So great. That's every just... mile right when you're driving, there's two miles of ditches. That's great. That is yeah. hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> now, I, I mean, I brought my own souvenir back. I showed it to you when we were having dinner. The uh, the, the two whiskeys are the eau liqueur, really, is what it is. One, you can get here in the States. It's the uh, Drambui, which you can get pretty much anywhere. Uh, I brought some right back from Scotland, freshly distilled from the Isle of Skye. And then I got uh, Gleva, which is pretty much uh, really found in Scotland. It's one of the more popular liqueurs. And it's got like a, a honey base with a little tangerine twist. And uh, so my son and I were sampling a little of that tonight. And so, yeah, he uh, he kind of coughed and spewed because I'm like, you have to roll it around on your tongue and get the flavor going. He says, yeah, but it's all going up my nose. <laughs> so... So, so yeah, we're, we, we, uh, we, we uh, enjoyed a little of that. Now I haven't cracked open the Drambui yet and I haven't cracked open my, my little uh, mini bottle of, uh, of Scottish whiskey that I brought back. I'm, I'm waiting yet to, to kind of, you know, prepare myself for that. But, um, but yeah, you know, you, you just said wee wee a couple of times before. Yeah. That. I, yeah, I was. I'd probably be doing a little wee weeing if I had. If I were not careful. <laughs> what I will say is this: that that driving over there wasn't as crazy as I thought it would be. I thought that people were saying, "Oh, you're going to get mixed up. You're going to pull out on the wrong side of the road." Actually, I did better than I thought I would when it comes to driving in a car with the steering wheel on the passenger side and on the left hand side of the road. I'm impressed. Yeah, you only got yeah. in one wreck. You're right. <laughs> you're a, actually, <laughs> I nearly got into one on them four lane roundabouts. That's what drove me crazy. I mean, the, <laughs> the roundabout itself was okay, but you're getting into multiple lanes. And the thing that I neglected to remember was there in that country, you always yield to the right, which is the complete opposite from what we do. Uh, yes, yes. So, so mm. other than 
the the multi-lane roundabouts that some of them were round some of them were oval you know you, that that got a little confusing but otherwise it was fairly uh, an uneventful trip you know i think we we all had a had a good time so definitely i want to go back i mean it's something i definitely want to do again and and the, obviously the sites over there were just spectacular you know so so uh, we're 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 back in the saddle and and i didn't yeah. see as much stupidity over there as i thought i would but i do know this there's just as many stupid drivers in scotland as there are in america because we were on the motorway doing at least 75 and i know that we had at least been passed by multiple cars doing at least 90 and nobody was bothering to stop mm. you know? yeah, well some places in europe don't even have speed limits so i don't know i know um, I, I think some places in europe don't even have driver's education <laughs> <laughs> probably, you know? probably sure well as, as sure as it, it is uh for you know me seeing signs for south of the border the moment i pull out of my neighborhood <laughs> you're just about as certain to see uh you know bad drivers wherever you go i think yeah. um and i think uh, i think in a lot of ways uh you can probably tell them by looking at the driver's license as well yeah but, but probably i um I, and i think that there's I think you'd be able to tell a little bit more from a driver's license if Georgia could just get over themselves as well. Is that um, right? I think so. Um, and, and this is, it sounds a little bit like a PSA announcement, which is what I think is hilarious about this. It's like a PSA for, uh, you know, we're reminding everybody to wear clothes to uh, get your, your picture taken for a driver's <laughs> license. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you used to have to go to the DMV and these other kind of special places to have a photo taken for driver's licenses, passports and other IDs. Um, you know, and I kind of wish I kind of sent my own picture in for the passport because you're right. Ooh, my passport picture. No good. Um, you can't smile. Well, you can't. They're always terrible. They're always, hey, but the thing is, I didn't smile and I looked even worse. So <laughs> there's no winning. I, I think this is no winning. Um now you can sometimes use your own photos and this is what i'm learning here that i i'll have to do that next time if i can i guess but there, there are rules to this right things like you should use a white or off-white background without shadows uh -huh. and oh yeah you can't be naked um, uh, i see right okay. why does the government have to take everything good from us um <laughs> <laughs> the, the georgia department of driver services they've just reminded people to Keep things classy, uh, which is the last thing I think about when I think about Georgia. They say, please take pictures with your clothes on when submitting them for your digital driver's licenses and IDs. Um, I'm wondering how many dick pics are they getting at the, the, the Georgia DMV? Um, it's unclear what inspired that reminder, but clearly there was at least one instance of people not wearing an appropriate amount of clothing. Now, I think if they could let people do that, you'd identify the bad drivers immediately by looking at well, the driver's license. Yeah, I'm pretty sure of that. Uh, yeah, that I, I would agree. You would have to understand, you know, it's kind of like the, the, the typical warning you get on your McDonald's coffee cup, you know, contents inside are hot as if somebody didn't believe them the first time. You know, it kind of oh, makes yeah. you wonder why they had to put that reminder on the coffee cup. And again, why did Georgia feel the need to make sure people were clear about this bit of instructions on getting your picture taken 
for a driver's license. So the, the next PSA announcement will be reminding people that they can't pull out their bongs or any other drug paraphernalia for their yeah, their uh, yeah. license photo. I, I guess then if if uh, if you wanted to get some creepy butt photo for your uh, driver's license, that's probably out of the picture altogether. <laughs> You know, there's a woman who, though, has discovered a secret room in her basement. And if if that wasn't creepy enough as it was, she went on to uncover what was inside of it. Now, she finds this secret uh, radio room in this new home, and it's full of creepy butt pictures. OK, she she explained it how she finds this room. She's carrying out renovation work in this house and didn't know anything about it beforehand. OK. So it's when she then gets started removing some of the old paneling, she breaks through into this secret room. Now, she gets on Reddit and she says, I found this hidden room in the basement and things in the ceiling. She says, oh, the only I'm all about this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she says, the only access is through this small square in the wall. And it was covered with paneling and walled off years ago. Now, she goes on to explain how her house was built like in 1893. Okay. Oh, she buys yeah. There's, there's yeah. for sure secret rooms in that house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, she buys this house off of this man that has this interest in radio. She says the basement was like a radio room. And the, the, the people that owned it before had this uh, fancy radio, and they talked to people all over the country. Sounds like kind of like a ham radio. She says uh, we have this huge radio tower in the backyard. So she's searching this room and its ceiling. And then she discovered like radio equipment, like a vintage uh, Schick Colonel electric razor. Haven't seen one of those in a long time that had a rigid pinup poster and these creepy film negatives. She says they're, they're creepy pictures of ladies butts and underwear and they're hidden oh. in the ceiling. <laughs> All creepy. Oh, no. butt pictures. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't need any kind of snuff. Uh, yeah. No, no, no snuff anything in in this uh, yeah podcast. Yeah, she she says she goes that we eventually tossed them. So she she thinks the pictures might have been taken without the women's permission, and some shot at a distance through a fence. Huh. So um, she goes, we're we're gonna renovate maybe the secret holes in the walls of your house. Uh huh. Yeah, she says we're we're gonna renovate the upstairs this year, but so no telling what we're going to find. Remember, <laughs> yeah. The house was built, remember, in 1893. So this should be fun. This should be real fun, you know. So I, I, I don't know. I used to go up into my grandmother's attic whenever we. She had this old rickety house up in Dry Fork, Arkansas, and she had these 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 creepy dolls that sat back in the corner <laughs> of the attic, you know. So you, you can like swear that the head had turned from the last time you came in. Oh yeah. And you know, you had yeah. the old black and white faded pictures and the oval picture frames hanging from the wall with these Oh these, so creepy. Oh yeah. I mean the whole thing and it's just and there's dust everywhere. And of course I'd get up there and there'd be like one or two wasps flying around the light <laughs> or something. Yeah, definitely I just I get a little weirded out in places like that. So, yeah, I, I don't think I would be moving into any houses built in the 1800s anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely not. Chances of haunted, like likelihoods of haunting. Go oh, yeah. Drastically up you might go back a whole, you know, I over a century. Might be ghosts or something. So in this place, you know, you know, in my mind, I'd like to think that this house was like an old Soviet numbers station, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know the kind I'm talking about, right? That 
Uh, yeah. broadcast random numbers uh you know yeah. on, on some obscure radio channel or station and and uh no one knows what it means right yeah. it's all code for something and um supposedly there's still some some of those number stations out broadcasting i don't know maybe that's just like an urban legend at this point yeah but um i mean look okay well if you're afraid of ghosts um in a uh, in an attic then uh you might want to be maybe afraid of in-laws uh, as well, uh, you know, after they've passed, um, maybe not ghosts, but reincarnated in, uh, in your cat. You've got two cats at home. And so I, I do. Um, yeah, this is um, I, if any of your cats start acting weird or um, I, I don't know what, what start cleaning off people's noses like we were talking <laughs> about with that, then I'd start kind of asking some questions here. Um, yeah. There, there's a and like it's gonna start off sad, but it's hilarious. So just stick with it. There's a heartbroken woman who filed for divorce. Uh, this, but this is after her husband rehomed her beloved cat behind her back. Oh, and so you think you think this is awful. Uh, the 47 year old believes that her cat named Benji is the reincarnation of her late father, and oh. has a strong bond with the animal as a result. However, oh, her husband refuses to play into her fantasy, instead calling her connection with the cat strange and unhealthy. So <laughs> now that I've got everyone's curiosity back here, um, you know, pop some popcorn. And um, yeah, it's, this is a, a long one. <laughs> um, so summarizing here, a woman is upset after her husband rehomes a cat who was re the reincarnation of her late father. Now, this guy, you know, you think about having in-laws. You think, okay, well, at least I've got a break from the in-laws now. But but you don't. If they come back as pets, then you're <laughs> going to be stuck with your in-laws forever. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, take it to Reddit. The woman said, after my dad passed, I was feeling very down. Like I had a hole that I couldn't fill. I was finding it hard to keep myself busy around the house during the day, so I decided to adopt my cat, Benji. I rescued him when he was so small he fit in the palm of my hand and have had I've had him for two years. This may sound crazy to some, but I really believe Benji is the reincarnation of my dad. Hmm. When I look into his eyes, I feel something more than a cat, um, hmm. I, like a cat born with a human soul. <laughs> at the timing, um, all the timing adds up. It all makes sense to me, at least. Even if I'm crazy, the thought brings me comfort and I don't see anything wrong with it. She went on to explain how Benji saved her and helped her through the grieving process. Hmm. My husband thinks this is strange and unhealthy. Um, and she added, he says my bond with the cat freaks him out and makes him uncomfortable that I truly believe he has my dad's soul. <laughs> Gosh. It's a... Uh, Right, I, I look. I, I don't want a cat to have anything of mine, especially my soul. Yeah, um, but it would be a cat of any animal that would that would try to latch on to you know something like that. I think. Right. Um, I I would just I don't want phrase and and pulled threads in my soul. That's the main right uh, right concern that I've got. Yeah. Um. Well. Okay. Um. So. Uh. Okay. Oh man, I lost my track on this. Um, okay. Well, look, husband's freaked out. Okay, uh, she says it's been two years since since her dad has died. Benji really saved me. He's the best companion I could have asked for. There's nothing better than being able to cuddle up with an animal that loves you at the end of a long day. Though hubby would disagree. 
Well, he was on the, well, he was, well, she was holidaying with her mom and her sister. Her husband took it upon himself to rehome her beloved cat. He claimed he thought it would help ground her back in reality. She said, I had no idea what was going on while I was out. When I came home, I couldn't find the cat. My first thought was that he must have uh, somehow made his way outside. This already worried me because we never let him out. God knows what could happen to him out there. After my frantic search inside um, and, and on my way outside to keep searching, Hubby informs me that Benji is staying with a friend. <laughs> I, look, I'm going to tell you that at least Benji wasn't in a farm, you know, like off on a farm somewhere. And, um, yeah. You know. Or, yeah, or sold well, to a hey, Chinese restaurant. <laughs> I demanded that he call uh, to take him back ASAP. He wouldn't, but thankfully... He had told me uh, who he gave the cat, my cat to, so I had to, uh, to make some calls of my own. Um, so this is all like a Reddit post. I'm wondering if this is like an "Am I the asshole?" Reddit post because it sounds yes. like it could be. Um, her husband claimed to have rehomed Benji with one of his coworkers, but uh, when she called to ask for him back, she finally learned the truth. I reached out to the coworker's wife and explained what was going on, and promptly asked them to return Benji. She said, "You probably probably like." Return my father. Um, <laughs> and they might have been a little bit confused or something. I don't know. Uh, she then informed me that she had no idea what I was talking about. At this point, I was furious with rage. And I asked my husband what was going on. I told him, I have police involved and he needs to give up the cat ASAP. Um, <laughs> so like, things are escalating, like really escalating at this oh, point. Gosh. Um, it, it turns out Benji was at a local shelter. <laughs> never was the coworker. Uh, never was with the coworker at all. She set to work tracking down the rescue center and managed to reclaim her cat later that day. She said, "I took him straight to my sister's house, where I will also be staying for the time being. Oh, I'm nice. heartbroken, but also incredibly thankful that my poor boy oh. is now home safe." Yeah. Does anyone refer to their dad as their poor boy? I don't know. <sighs> yeah. That. Well, it, it should. Uh, you know. Give this guy a lesson. You you don't mess with your in laws, and, and no matter whether they're a cat or not, <laughs> you know no, that is true. I, I, I can I hire the guy to get rid of our cat because we feel like <laughs> so bad to to get rid of our cat. Oh my gosh, that's just I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I'm I'm kind of thinking if I was a husband, maybe it would be a good thing if the cat and the wife would spend some time with the sister. You know, <laughs> because I don't know that that's. Uh, yeah, that that that's interesting. Although you know, look, having a wife that is obsessed, thinking that their father, their late father, is reincarnated in a cat, is probably a little better than having a guy that really enjoys um, watching porn in such a way he wants to in, include the rest of the community. Okay, I think somebody probably needs to buy this guy a set of headphones yeah. because. What happened in Clearwater, Florida, definitely um, attracted some attention, probably unwanted attention. Uh, the cops in Clearwater gets this call uh, to an, an apartment complex because somebody notices this guy hanging out at the community pool, watching porn with his pants down. Okay, so <laughs> why not? And the only reason that they noticed him at all was because his cell phone was connected to a Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> so, 
So the audio of this porn video is being blasted out to all of his neighbors, okay? So, I mean, nothing like drawing attention to yourself, right? The guy's name is Christopher Harris. He's like 51 years old. So the police come. They read him his rights. He has admitted that, well, okay, he'd been diddling himself out there. And when they ask why he decided to do it in the wide open space and full volume, he just said he tends to do stupid things when he's drunk. <laughs> so, so guess what? <laughs> he gets to face some indecent exposure charges at the same time. So, you know, I what? guess at, at least he's honest. At well, least you know, he's honest. I guess liquor does that to you. You know, I mean, it just makes you a really honest, stupid person. You know, yeah, I've, I've I've never had enough liquor or any alcohol to get to that point, though. <laughs> I, I will say his mugshot. He does he does look like a pretty sleazy guy when you look at the mugshot. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. But yeah, I, I I like the fact that first off, it's bad enough that he's sitting out there, you know, with his pants around his ankles and pleasuring himself. But of course, having the porn movie on Bluetooth speaker is the icing on the cake. <laughs> That's the best part. I, I, when I lived um, in in a, like an apartment kind of complex, there yeah. was a neighbor. Luckily, I knew the neighbor. We were we were friends, and it was funny. Our Bluetooth speakers would sometimes get mixed up, and and their Bluetooth oh. would start playing on our um, oh. speaker, and uh, and that was always really funny. And like they they were always playing something like there's two guys that lived there. Um, both both were uh, just just friends, and kind of you know just ruining different uh, rooms of the place. But, yeah. I was always laughing at like how uh, I guess what non-manly the music sounded sometimes, and uh, we'd always give each other a hard time. Could you imagine this coming over though instead? As oh well? yeah, oh yeah. You know, someone's uh, someone's Bluetooth gets crossed with this guy's, and they're getting pornographic audio from on their Bluetooth. I know, I know right? <laughs> oh, that's, man. That's... Um, look, <sighs> I I think that somebody needs to register. This guy seems like I think a good candidate um, for. Uh, for uh, a sports team uh, oh. in Sweden. Um, okay. L- l- let me explain. <laughs> Which is, I don't know, this might be my favorite story of the day because um, this is hilarious. Sweden has a new sport. And it's okay. one that I can, uh, that I'm sure almost, if not everybody listening to this podcast has or will partake in at some point. So we're all <laughs> athletes. I, okay. At least I think so. And, and, and you know what? Um, I don't want to hear about your athletic endeavors either. You okay. can keep your trophies to yourself. Okay. Um, all right. I can't, I right. can't even, I can't, I'm not even going to be able to show you that my, my, the, how, I, how I've worked up a good muscle. <laughs> I've got, I've got a great, I've got a great trophy story. I'll add with this at the end. Um, so in a recent poll, 25% of Americans said that they're not a fan of sports in general, but that is about to change. Uh, the, 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 the probably depends on how you define sports is, is yeah. the, the main question. Um, Sweden, they've become the first country to register sex as a sport, and they're hosting the first ever European sex championship. So, you know that that's going to be something that um, you know everyone's going to be turning uh, the TV on to to watch. Yeah, let's uh, see what ESPN's going to do yeah. with this. I know you're, you're gonna you're gonna hear it from the other room, like from the kitchen, and you're gonna yeah. think that they're watching tennis with with like the tennis grunts. <laughs> yes, and, uh, and then you're gonna walk in and you're like, "Whoa, 
Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, <laughs> it kind of gives that, that score uh, one love a completely different meaning. <laughs> I, I know, right, right, yeah. One love, <laughs> 20 love, or whatever. Yeah. Um, man. So, uh, yeah, with that, I, I guess you could consider me an athlete as well. Um, yeah. It, it, but, look, it's a lot more structured than you think, right? Okay. Um, the sports. And I, I can only imagine what kind of rules that they've set up for this as well. Um, yeah. Probably things like no Viagra, I guess. Like, I guess <laughs> that'd be considered like, uh, you know, no chemical enhancing drugs. That's right. Uh, there you go. Um, exactly. The the championship is being organized by the Swedish Sex Federation. So now, which is the first of me knowing that that's even a thing. So there's a Swedish Sex Federation. There's a lot of things you're going to be writing down here to just be like, I did, okay. I need to look at that because I'm just, I'm fascinated. Uh, not even for the reasons that you would think, just because this exists. Yeah. Um, is it? Now, it's open to anyone from the European Union. So just we'll wait until Americans get a hold of this sport. Oh, and we'll yeah. probably do some crazy thing to it to make it, I don't know, American. Um, of course. Well, th this year's competitors have already been chosen. There's 20 representatives from different European countries taking part. Um, so already, like, I, I, this is actually kind of unbelievable still to me as I'm just reading it. Uh, the championship lasts a few weeks, and I think, you know, is it like, you know, are there breaks in between? Because that's a, that's <laughs> some good stamina. Um, it's with daily competitions lasting for six hours. Wow. Now, Six, and I hope it's not one person for six hours because there's the whole four-hour erection thing that we're all warned yes, about. That's um, right. That's right. Yeah, you're, you're going to get embolisms and all kinds of other uh, issues. <laughs> um, look, each individual participant will engage for up to one hour daily, depending uh, on well, you know. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess. I guess what depending on how good i get good you are is that how I, I don't know how you define this i guess we'll see what they say right <laughs> according to the organizers the focus of sex as a sport is on maximizing pleasure so uh i don't know if it's about going the distance as it is uh <laughs> you know making the biggest um impact i, I like i i'm not gonna yeah. go too deep into that um look pleasure <laughs> maximizing it that's what they're talking about. So yeah, the, the yeah. more pleasure your partner experiences, the more points you get. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so uh, uh, I'm already getting I'm uncomfortable uh, talking about this now. Participants will be judged on creativity. Okay. Uh, so uh, once again, I'm, I'm, curiosity has peaked a little bit. Like uh, uh, strong emotions. Um, mm, yeah. So, the, yeah. The, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. The grunting part. I guess that's the tennis part. Um, yeah. <laughs> imagination. Hmm. That that is, I think, a very um, broad category. With that, <laughs> I'm I'm curious uh, what what people will choose to do with that. Um, uh, and, and I would think that depending on where you go with the imagination as well, you you might end up um, maybe like counting, you know, against the pleasure. Like you don't want to you don't want to accidentally turn someone off when you're in this in cha championship sex competitions. Um, that's right. That's right. But I guess that's why we leave this to the professionals, right? Uh, <laughs> physical fitness is another one that they'll measure by um, yeah. endurance and mm. workability. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the The final scores will be determined from a panel of judges. 
as well as audience votes. So, oh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, it's unclear <laughs> how you can get can um, qualify for the audience. Yeah. Now, um, you know, like in, in case a friend is wondering. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm not sure you're gonna get that. Maybe, maybe they saw something. I don't know. Um, I, I, oh. like, I'd like to think of it like a diving competition. Like you know, someone like yeah, like a deep dive runs and dives in, and and you got people holding up like. Eight point nine seven. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man! Um, <laughs> oh, so gosh. oh my gosh! Ch- challenges um, are are grouped. I guess they call them challenges, right? Um, uh, you know, I guess what you um, each sexual partner is just a, a conquest. I thought oh, they should call yes. conquest. You know, but yes, um, right, right. They're they're grouped into sixteen disciplines, including. Ooh. I know this is <laughs> so. So, look, if you, I, I assume that no one could be an expert at every one. So, just pick one or two to get really good at. I guess, right? Uh, yeah. Sixteen disciplines include seduction, hmm. massage, okay, oral relations, <laughs> uh, and and full on intercourse. Wow. There's also stuff like pose performance, <laughs> uh, creativity in position change, Ooh, um, wow. increased blood pressure and heart rate during competition, oh. uh, and the most beautiful and difficult pose. Well, uh, as it turns out, I, I, I have a feeling some people are going to get horribly uh, injured and mangled in this whole thing. <laughs> um, as it turns out, sadly, the Swedish news outlet Göteborgs Posten reported that the application from the Federation chairman, Dragan Bratik, uh, had been rejected by the National Sports Confederation in oh. Sweden. Wow, and you yeah. had me all worked up and sweaty over this thing now. Golly. I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man. Well, you know. So I, I, just, just because they registered it doesn't mean that it's going to land. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe they'll just have to find some other organization to try to convince, you know, maybe if they had trial tryouts, you know, and let the, know. the judge have the judges try out. Maybe they might change their mind. I don't know. My, my main question was if this was going to be considered a water sport or not. Oh, yes. That's a good point. That's a good point. Well, yeah. I, look, I, it's kind of, I don't know, good or bad, depending on how you look at it, that we can't have sex as a sport the way they really had intended it for there in Sweden. But it I really, really sounds like someone's fan fiction. Well, <laughs> yeah, leaves. right, right. Exactly. Yeah, right. But but I think we probably could get into a sport on how many things people can put up their butt. Because <laughs> we get so many of these stories in here about all sorts of things. And yet we have another one. And of course, this one is equally just as entertaining. All right. We have a grown man who is rushed to the emergency room for surgery because he got a can stuck in his can, if I can put it that way. No, but this is not some sort of sophomoric potty humor. No, no, no. This is an unidentified 30-year-old male who required medical assistance two hours after inserting a deodorant canister into his rectum. According to this cringy case published in the Visual Journal of Emergency Surgery. 
There was maybe such a the guy was just trying to make it smell a little nicer for, for breeze it up down there, I guess. I guess he was getting a little carried away with, but the fact is that there's a visual journal of emergency surgery published out there is even more hilarious. Well, this guy, he's an Iranian patient. He was obviously experiencing quote, acute abdominal pain as a result of his heinous, anus pursuit of sexual pleasure. <laughs> Why have we ever thought of that before? The heinous, anus. <laughs> yeah, right. I, mean, yeah, you, you, I mean, this has really been termed uh, as a foreign body or an FB in the medical community. So he's got a foreign body in his body. Okay. According to his attending physicians at the Tehran University of Medical Sciences Emergency Department. Now, this Iranian man was reportedly in too much pain for a standard rectal investigation. There's the term I haven't heard much, right? You know? So, that's what you were saying with the deodorant. Yeah, really. So, the, the, the surgeon was forced to use x rays to find that this can of deodorant had actually traveled into his digestive tract. Okay. Oh. So, yes, yes. So I mean, we're now it's 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 fully lodged oh, inside. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So so surgeons had to make an incision in the man's stomach and re- and and remove the the errant antiperspirants. <laughs> so the patient then spent like a day under observation and then he met with a psychiatrist before they discharged him from the hospital, shoving a deodorant canister up his butt. This guy, this is amazing. Somebody needs to remind this guy that this is not how to make your backside smell nice and fresh and clean, okay? It doesn't work that way. It's not It's not like one of those automatic spritzers that just spritz out a little, you know, uh, bursts of, of, of fragrances or something, you know? This guy definitely sounds like a total freak, you know? Let's just say... He really likes to old spice things up a little bit, yeah. you know. The good news is it did launch a new uh, scent uh, oh, called I bet it- ass, ass Body Spray. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> man, yeah, and it's going to be marketed, marketed to all the stupid people out there, man. Oh, I mean, Apologies to anyone who uses X body spray, but uh, I thought that was already, you know, the the stereotype for uh, that. Oh, um, pretty much. <laughs> oh man. Oh, so <laughs> you just, <laughs> just to keep on um, <laughs> the theme here. Um, keep on the theme of, uh, that we've been stuck on. I guess the last two stories. Um, Naked Soho. Uh, this is uh, it opened its doors uh, and. and shut its curtains last summer. And if you're wondering what Naked Soho is, well, it's, it's not too difficult to figure out where the venue is thanks to the tinted windows. But mm-hmm. this is the sensitive content warning and the fact that it calls itself a sexy cafe on the sign, uh, you know, might give a clue as well. Ah. Now, this is a, a QR code. It's available to scan on the table where there wasn't a physical venue in sight. The the um so you just imagine that you're there, right? You come in, <coughs> windows, dark. There's no no menus. You take a picture of a, of a QR code, and um, now the, the, what pops up on your phone for the menu it, it included might be quote unquote a, a bit of foreplay, uh, meat meat platter, and tossing salads. 
including mm. the aptly named Cockprezi salad. Oh my gosh. See, I got you a little bit, little bit worked up there, huh? That's uh, hilarious. Now, the main meals were titled The Climax. Of course. Um, yeah. The, the course options featured mainly Italian dishes ah. with playful nods to the theme. Nipple clamps, <laughs> goddess of sex, ah, and the blue Viagra. Nice were some of the more tame names on the cocktail list. If you oh, can imagine that. Okay, uh, I can only imagine what the, the blue Viagra is. Uh, yeah, um, the the attention to detail was vast. Mm. And this is almost written like a like a Harlequin novel. That's like kind of that way I'm envisioning it, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. The the meals were long and hard. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Nothing says. Uh, you might be wondering what is naked Soho. Uh, if you're like me, then, then that was my thought reading this too. Uh, nothing says sex restaurant like decorative vases with molds of vaginas imprinted on them and obnoxious neon lights instructing to lick things. Oh um, yes. Yeah. Uh, no. So this is a sex restaurant, right? Um, that, that's what. It's, if you haven't gotten it, that's that's what this is. Uh, there, there is a, a mirror in the shape of vulva paired with embroidery of kinky sex acts above the seating areas. Oh enough God. genitalia watching for now as uh, as food served after a speedy fifteen minutes. And you think fifteen minutes? That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and boy, was it big. The portion oh. of pasta and the, the fella nestled in the middle. Oh. Uh, Naked Soho would, would uh, no, I'll, I'll give you a hint here. The fella in the middle was probably a dildo, considering this restaurant uh, has explicitly stated that they feature dildos in pasta yes. and desserts. Yeah. Yeah. If you saw the picture, so you would, ever, you'd understand. Yeah, if yeah. you've ever wanted to, to sit on and make love to pasta, then uh, <laughs> Naked naked Soho. Yes. Um, naked Soho would surely be a hit with hens as the, the venue appears to liven up for the, the their bottomless brunch, hmm. Sexy Sundays. Ah, uh, yes. The restaurant could, could be suited for those looking for a, a bit of camp fun on a trip to London. Hmm. But I doubt frequenting to eat... Uh, dick for lunch, um, you know, would, would be on anybody's daily timetable. Um, I've, I, you know, I've been told uh, to to eat one every once in a while, and I've I've politely declined each time. Yes. Um, the, the restaurant states that alcoholic beverages can only be ordered alongside food, and they even cater to private parts. I mean, private events. <laughs> to so. private parts. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's, that's yeah. probably what they call their private events. So, if we're well. You know, yeah, I'm, well, I'm assuming so. I don't know if you've seen some of the pictures of some of the uh, dishes that they serve out, but uh, definitely, yeah, the the spaghetti dildo was pretty um, oh. erotic. Let's just put it that way. So, <laughs> yeah, um, it's not a place. I, I, there, I, there were probably a couple of meatballs strategically oh, yes, placed. Strategically uh. placed. It's definitely not a place where you're going to want to go for your first date. That's for sure. I can. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, I guess uh, it, you're hinting at a lot of things. You're hoping for a grand slam if you uh, and you're probably gonna strike yeah. out if you go there. Yeah. Um, 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, the, the pictures definitely are worth checking out because it, it's definitely a sex restaurant. If and if you've if you've had any doubt removed at this point, it's definitely the pictures. It, the, I, I mean I'm almost yeah. afraid that like I, I'll get in trouble with Mrs. Poncho by looking at pasta and desserts. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, I, I guarantee you when you see that plate of spaghetti. <laughs> You, you'll you'll be slurping a lot of of a lot of other things oh besides yeah, the no, noodles. Uh, I um <laughs> I, I I completely forgot earlier um my my, my story with, with the the Sweden sex championship. Yes, um, my 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 son and I we well he got for his birthday some Duplo kind of blocks. Yeah, it's kind of like in between the Mega Blocks and Legos. Yeah. some were kind of in the middle there. And and um, they've been actually a lot of fun. They're actually really creative and, and cool. That works really well for him. And he can make things that are very um, kind of simple, but also very visually pleasing and identifiable, like like a right. whale or an ice cream cone or a, a pineapple. And it and it like it's actually pretty pretty cool to see. And then it, it's just it's strikingly simple, but also um, effective. Yeah. So we had fun, fun playing with these things, and uh, and and so we I, we kind of made I made them like a few weeks ago a little trophy out of this Duplo blocks, uh, you know, yellow um, kind of blocks uh, for for the, the trophy, and uh, and I had it set up in a way that looked like like a nice trophy and stuff. It, it worked, like it, it definitely worked. Um, they had a couple rounded blocks that kind of were, yeah. were um, you could think of it as like. I don't know, like eight eight pegs worth of, of space, if you will, but it had like a rounded dome and then yeah. the bottom portion of that. So I kind of had it set up like that. Well, today my, my son was kind of playing with his trophy and taking it apart and he put it back together in, in the shape of a new trophy. And ah. he put both of those kind of rounded, you know, blocks together at the bottom. So it made yeah. a nice oval, yeah. a rounded oval shape. And he put all of these different square blocks, like four kind of, you know, pegged square blocks yeah. Just a long strand of these all the way up to the top. And yeah. then there's a little flower that he put on top. A blue flower, <laughs> mind you. Um, that kind of looks like a little... Uh, some, something maybe squirting out of the top. <laughs> and it looks very, very phallic-like. Almost uh, exactly. To the point where my wife had to ask me if I built that. Because she was <laughs> convinced I built it. Because it looks it looks so Freudian. Uh, that even she picked up on it. So um, that's hilarious. That's a perfect, uh, that's the perfect trophy for sex championships. I think um, I'll have to send you a picture of it just in I'm case you say, might decide to use that for the podcast art. You, you're gonna have to send me a picture. I was just thinking this. This is hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh! This would be po- potentially good podcast art for this. Uh, you'll get a look at the trophy that my son built and has uh, both my wife and I a little concerned uh, at the moment. Oh my gosh! This is. <laughs> this is great. I can't wait. <laughs> I'll send it to you right after we're done recording. Well, we'll, oh, we'll definitely. Well, we're, we're look, it looks like we're already uh, uh, seeding uh, future stupidity already with with uh, a little punch, <laughs> you know. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This is great. Well, I do have some some ask Poncho questions from some people. They uh, have got a few. Uh, well, some situations that they're looking for some some of your sage wisdom here. We've got a, a a question here from a guy named Cole. He says, "I think I'm a serial dater." He says, "I went from being the person 
who is always in a relationship to being a serial dater. I guess you get hurt enough times, this just happens. So he says, to be clear, I don't consider myself a player. I don't deceive women. Those guys are jerks. I'm just content in casual relationships. You know, so much less stakes. I'm assuming this is just a phase, but how long will it last? Or will it just last as long as it takes until I meet someone I don't want to be casual with anymore? So what do you think? Uh, well, I think that it's going to last as long as you let it last. Um, I, yeah, that's my thought. Like, like it's, it's going to last as long as you continue doing it. Um, I, to me, I see that as a waste of, of your time and also a waste of the, the ladies' times that you're with. Um, but I guess you probably look at it. If both of you agree casual, then, you know, what's the harm there? But, um, I mean, your, your chances of meeting someone uh, that you want to stick with I think probably go down significantly the longer you keep that pattern up and, and your brain has a way of, of like chasing dopamine basically ah. and, ch- and, and chasing novelty at that. And so the, the more that you basically um, like the, you kind of have two things going on with your brain right now, you've got desensitization, which means uh, that, you know, the, the pleasure that you have with maybe each person or each new person becomes less and less. And, and so you need more of that thing or more novelty, more something else to, to be able to keep that same level of dopamine going. But at the same time, you've got sensitization going on, which basically means that your um, your inhibitions to, uh, you know, say no to casual dating or to pursue something longer become more. You, you're you're going to essentially crave that novelty more. So you're going to mm. crave that casual relationship, that novelty, that new person new experience more and more and more while at the same time receiving less and less pleasure at the same time. Um, that, that sensitization and desensitization kind of leads to this downward spiral of those things. Um, as a guarantee that's going to happen or what happening. I'm not sure about that, but I mean, that's what I probably think. I, I don't see it going anywhere as long it'll probably take you making an active decision to just cut it off there and, and actually seek someone worth, spending more time within a, a month or a few weeks or something. See, I, I personally think that Cole probably needs to take his date to Naked Soho. <laughs> yeah, like if they can survive, they, they make it through Naked Soho, <laughs> then, uh, you know, that, maybe, that maybe might, they'll be willing to stick with you through some... That might, that, might push uh, the, uh, yeah, that might push the relationship beyond casual... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> maybe have um, a plate of spaghetti he, he, while... You know, either that or maybe you could become a professional athlete in Sweden at the rate that you're up at it. Yeah, there you go. You can engage, yeah. engage in your own, uh, your own, your own pair of sex games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, look, my, my point, at least for, for Cole, there is just that, like the habits that you, um, and I guess what impulses and habits that you do inform now while you're dating, they don't just go away because you get married. Yeah. Uh, right. Any habits that you have are still there. They might get worked out over time, but uh, a lot of people decide, oh, it'll all get fixed when I get married and find the right person. Mm-hmm. But uh, it doesn't take long for that novelty of the of the marriage to kind of wear off, and for your old habits and and, and um, you know just uh, impulses, desires to kind of kick back in, and and, yeah. and and so if you keep that up and you keep like reinforcing that. Your brain basically, I mean, it's going to like like um, a stream, like water. It's going to follow yeah. the path of least resistance. Yeah. And so the more, uh, you know, I guess what, like reinforced 
um, neural pathways you build, you're good. That's going to stick with you. Even, even mm -hmm. after time, that's going to always be some temptation. Uh, you know, there's a, to me, I think that you're going to probably find that it'll be very tempting to cheat at some point mm -hmm. when you do eventually settle down, you'll have yeah. a greater temptation for that than what someone else will probably have. I think. Yeah, um, that's true. So, yeah. Will you be actually happy that route? I don't think so. I think that long-term happiness uh, is, is going to come from something a little bit more uh, than, than just that. Um, yeah. All right. Back to stupidity. Um, this is help. I'm afraid for my parents to meet my boyfriend because I think they'll like him too much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like this. Um, okay. So this is Elise, uh, Elise or Elsie. I'm sorry, Elsie. Uh, she says, I realize this is a good problem to have. That's a good start, Elsie. Uh, but as a woman in her 30s, your family gets increasingly obsessed with you finding someone and settling down. Um, are you Jewish or Greek? Um, <laughs> yeah, my new boyfriend is, is great. He has all the qualities I'm looking for in a partner. I know for a fact my parents will love him. Mm. But that also means they're going to quickly be talking about marriage. And that's annoying because we just want to date and take our time to grow the relationship. Should mm. I let them meet him? Of course, mm. let them meet him. What are you like? Who who cares about your parents? The parents are going to do parent things. Uh, <laughs> you both can laugh about that together and be like, "I'm so sorry, my parents are crazy." You'll meet his parents, and they'll probably say the same thing, and they'll yeah. be like, "Oh, I get it. Like, it, it's funny. It's it's a thing that you can laugh at." Um, and and it, 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 I mean, it's a good conversation starter too for things, anyways. But you don't have to. If you both are on the same page, who cares? It's funny. Laugh. Um, I don't know. It's it, it's a good story, and it'll it'll be funny stories in the future for that anyway. So yeah, you worry you know, about I it mean, too much. You kind of you, you uh, the the more you laugh at it and play it down, it takes the wind out of everything. Yeah, you know. Well, and, and if you also just like let them know, like, hey, my parents are going to be like, wait, it'll be flattering for him. Like, he'll be yeah. flattered that the parents love him so much, and that's a good sign. You marry yeah. the girl, you marry the parents. Yeah. Uh, same with the guys. So, so it's a good sign. You might as well let them start to kind of get to know each other and build a relationship as well, especially if you've got a good feeling about them and want them to go somewhere. Then yeah. There's no harm in that. Yeah, let exactly. Know so he's not caught off guard and you'll find it funny. Yeah, you, yeah. you get to give him that glance when they start doing stuff and he'll look at your face and the facial expression and, and start <laughs> laughing and, and it'll, yeah. it'll be a good time. It's like, here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. Well, <laughs> All right. That, it's well, like the face that Mrs. Poncho gave me when her mom put her Mother's Day flowers in that Burger King cup. There you go. There you go. Yeah. See there. That's it. That's it. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's, it's just this. It's just you know, it happens. That's kind of how you got to just play into it. So, uh, just kind of how we play into our insane games and just see if you're able to be up to it after uh, a few weeks break. Do you think you've, uh, you, you've got yourself <laughs> rejuvenated? Oh gosh. I, I'm either going to be much better at it or much worse at it. There's no in between. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. 
And you're able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with um, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And you get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E on Facebook or Twitter. Or visit the website at insaneericlane.com. would you want to dive into as we get our insane games ramped up again here? What do you feel like you're, uh, you're oh, most prepared gosh. for? Well, based on our stories today, I'm thinking we got to start with some, um, uh, was it, um, steakhouse or gay bar and, um, <laughs> and strip club or daycare. Strip club or daycare. So, uh, well, why don't we start with uh, steakhouse or gay bar then? So we will uh, give you a, give you some businesses here. You tell me, based upon what you think it might be, whether it's a steakhouse or a gay bar. And our first business is called Eddie Merlot's in Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh, gosh. I already am at a loss. Um, Eddie Merlot's. Um, <laughs> Eddie Merlot's. I mean, w- wine and steak sounds fancy, but also, I, if it was something like Eddie Sangria's, then I think I'd know. Yeah. Um, you know, Merlot's a red wine. I think that that goes well with steak. I'm going to say that this is a steakhouse. Mmm, it's kind of making me hungry right now, too, for that matter. Yes, but it is a steakhouse. So you were... You were... If, if it was white wine or sangria, then I'd be like, uh-uh, no, not yeah, with steak. Definitely, definitely. Well, how about uh, this one in Gahanna, Ohio, called Hickory House? Hickory House. Um, well, Hickory House, this has to be a steakhouse, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it see. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it is uh, indeed a steakhouse. So very good. All right. So I, I like this. I like this, uh, this particular business. Um, it's called Let's Meet in Rivervale, New Jersey. <laughs> Let's Meet. Um, well, I think you're going there to meet some meat. Uh, not, mm. not the kind that you want with your Merlots. Um, well, maybe that's the case, uh, depending on the person. I'm going to say it's a gay bar. Uh, well, would it help if I said that it's spelled M E A T? It's a steakhouse. <laughs> meet, meet your meat, meet the meat. Yeah. Meat. I, I, I'd like <laughs> it if they like, brought out the cow that they were going to serve you first. Of course, to, if it was spelled like that. Well, if it was spelt like M-E-A-T and it was a gay bar, that would be even more hilarious. So, oh, you know, oh, yeah. you know <laughs> so, 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 well, this, this might be too obvious, but this business is located in Salem, Oregon, called Southside Speakeasy. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like the Eagle Saloon or something like that. Um, either, I, I'm going to go with the gay bar on this one again. I, I, I guess it's kind of like... 
talking about the obvious. Yeah, obviously it would be a gay bar, especially if it's a speakeasy. My goodness. All right. So, well, how about this one in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., called the fireplace? The fireplace. Hmm. I think that, um, well, you light a, a flame belongs in the fireplace. So we're going to say steakhouse. No, gay bar. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're going was, was, gay bar is what I was going for. You're going for the gay bar, huh? Well, yeah, yeah. that's uh, definitely that. Definitely yeah. a gay bar. Who, so who picks that a was... steak in a fireplace? Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Oh. Okay. So, well, while we're on a roll on that, we'll move on into strip club or daycare. So I've got a business name. You tell me if it's a strip club or a daycare. And your first business is Miss Kitty's. In Washington Park, <laughs> Illinois. Okay, Miss Kitty's can't be anything good, so it's got to be a, a strip club. <laughs> yes, indeed, it's a strip club. All right, yeah, Miss Kitty. Right out of the, fever on that one. <laughs> well, that's like right out of the, the the scene of Gunsmoke or something like that. I don't know, but <laughs> anyway. So the next one in Seattle, I'm, Washington. I'm too young for your reference. Wow, this is true. <laughs> this is true. The next business is in Seattle, Washington, called The Playground. The Playground. Oh, man, these are tough, too. Um, the Playground. Oh, I'm 50-50 <laughs> on this. Um, oh, gosh, part of me thinks it's going to be a strip club, but I, I think that this one will be a daycare. <laughs> the Playground in Seattle, Washington <laughs> is I indeed a strip club. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. West Coast, man. Come on. All right. Your next one is equally just as confusing. This is called Stay and Play in Phoenix, Arizona. Stay and Play. I, this, I think this is a daycare. Oh, wow. You seem pretty yeah. confident about that. So. Yeah, I feel good on this one. Yeah, stay and play. It's a daycare. That's good. All right. That's good. And, of course, if there was a strip club, that would be pretty obvious too so yeah, stay, stay and pay is what you do in a well that's true this is true all right well here's one in wine and skill new york called candy house candy house <laughs> this is a strip strip club for sure <laughs> a lot of sweets in there yeah. it's a strip club very good and another one in schenectady new york called shenanigans shenanigans um <laughs> I, I, gosh i what, what, okay um there's a lot of strip clubs this week why why would you bring your child to some place called shenanigans um i don't know I, i'm gonna say strip club no uh, well I guess if you do take your kid to a place called Shenanigans, that would uh, give them a reason to run like a bunch of wild Indians or something. But yes, it's a strip club. That's good. You did pretty good on that. For, for uh, yeah, you. I guess uh -huh. all these talks of sex games has got you uh, on your game here today for some reason. So, uh, well, I'm, I'm practicing for the championship. Well, we may as well go for the gold for the porn star or weatherman while we're on a good roll here. All right. So I've got some entertainers. You tell me if the person is a porn star or a weatherman. Your first entertainer, Cody Matz. Cody Matz? Matz. Matz. Um, I, uh, I, yeah, two first names. That doesn't sound good to me. I think it's a porn star. <laughs> uh, well, would it help if I say that the last name is spelled M-A-T-Z? 
Uh, well, we're, uh, Cody, Cody still gives me the feeling. I'm, I'm going to say it's still a, a porn star. Still going to keep it as a porn star. Huh? <laughs> and it's a weatherman in Minnesota, actually. So, <laughs> but Cody, I'm sure might have a good side job somewhere. Well, how about this entertainer named Ethan Cage? <laughs> That's a porn star. <laughs> Pretty. It just sounds. It sounds like it, like he's trying too hard with his stage name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. You're right. He's he's a porn star. All right. Well, how about this entertainer named Ed Powers? Ed Powers. I okay. So this normally would go to porn star logic for me, but Ed Powers just sounds like a like a like a power. I don't know. Like a well, it's literally his last name. What am I thinking? Yeah. I uh, he sounds like a weatherman. He sounds like a stud. Oh well, he is a stud. Definitely a stud. Yeah, he's a stud. He's he's a porn star. No, (laughs) definitely a stud. Well, here's one. Powers. I should have known that. Well, this this one. uh, I'd love to get your take on this one. The the this entertainer's name is simply Mister G. <laughs> oh my gosh! I think you might as well call him Mr. G Spots because I think it's a porn star. <laughs> so porn star, you think, huh? Oh, yeah. uh, Mr. G is a weatherman in New York, New York. <laughs> oh my! I saw this. I'm oh like, this. There's. Way too much fun on this one. This is great. <laughs> so, all right. Well, oh, if, 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 if you, Mr. G, that's the weirdest weatherman I've heard. <laughs> so, well, if you think that one was great, try out this entertainer whose name is Nick Johnson. Oh, gosh, Nick Johnson. Oh, gosh. Right, this is tough because uh, I, I'm going to say it's a weatherman. I, I, really, really. Like well, the, believe the it or not, Nick Nick Johnson is a weatherman in yeah, Albany, yeah. New York. Yes, very good. That's good. Mr. G though gets the prize. That's definitely. I bet Mr. G would be <laughs> Mr. G would be great at some some of those sex games. I bet. How huh? Who knows? But yeah. Well, how about this? Then we'll go into golf course or rehab, and let's see how well you do here. I've got some businesses. You tell me if it's a golf course or a rehab. Your first business from Long Island, New York, Cold Spring Hills. Cold Spring Hills. Uh, I'm going to say that that is a, a rehab. He has kind of a nice, peaceful oh, yeah. attitude. Yes, rehab indeed. Here's one in Tampa, Florida called White Sands. White, White Sands. Um, oh, these are tough sometimes, but I'm going to say go- golf course. Somehow I thought you would say that for some reason. It's actually a rehab in Tampa, Florida. So maybe it's for rehabilitating golfers. I don't know. I'm just a guess. But here's one called the Legacy in Phoenix, Arizona. The leg. Oh, this is golf course all the way. Oh, you think so? Huh? Well, so, so it, fancy. Yes, yeah, a very fancy golf course in the Phoenix, Legacy. Arizona. Yes. All right. Well, here's a business in Beaver, Utah called Canyon Breeze. Canyon Breeze. So Canyon Breeze in Beaver. Um, <laughs> okay. Can, um, oh, I'm going to say it's a rehab. 
Yeah, I kind of thought that way too. Yeah. But it's a golf course, actually, <laughs> up there in Beaver, Utah. So a lot of canyon breezes in Utah. All right. But your last one is uh, called Humber Valley in Ontario, Canada. Humber Valley. Um, I'm going to say that is a rehab. And yeah, it's they do things a little different in Canada, I guess. Yeah. It's actually a golf course. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you're still pretty consistent in your uh, golf course or rehab, that's for sure. So <laughs> that's true. You know, Beaver, Wyoming, got me remembering that you. Uh, I was I was laughing with Mrs. Poncho about this. How you got to take a ride in my wife's Fit Beaver? Yes, over, I got to ride in the Fit vacation. Beaver. Yeah. That was awesome. We all, we all took. I mean, let's be honest. We all took a ride in the Fit Beaver together. Yeah, at one point together. That's right. Exactly. Uh-huh. So, and and we all lived to tell about it. So, well, we've got some great headlines for us <laughs> for today, uh, and you can uh, determine whether they are a real headline that actually happened in the state of Florida or it's fake news with our fake news of Florida. So, and you do pretty well. You got a pretty good uh, sense on these on these stories here. So, our first headline is of a Palm Beach County man who was arrested for assaulting, or he was arrested for assault after throwing an alligator through a Wendy's drive-through window. <laughs> oh man, that'd be great. Um, I think that's fake news. But you think it's fake news? I it, do. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm it, not buying it. It's actually a real story. So that is amazing. <laughs> Absolutely I, I, real. Through an alligator, through. right through the Wendy's drive-through window. Yikes! Yes, indeed. All right. Well, <laughs> here's one where a Seminole County man was attacked while taking a selfie with a squirrel. Attacked was it? We do have some weird squirrels down here. I one time saw one eating a, a piece of pizza, like a whole large slice of piece of pizza, wow. like a person does. Wow. Like, like, uh, when I was in college, so um, squirrels. You know, yeah. I'll say that's. I'll say that's Florida. <laughs> Attacked while taking a selfie with a squirrel. Yes, it did indeed happen in Florida. That's great. All right. Your next headline, a West Palm Beach school bus driver who led police on a 23-mile chase said he was trying to teach the kids a lesson. (laughs) Oh, man, you know, like kids doing a lesson. I I think it's fake news, though. (laughs) 23 miles, that's a long way. Yeah, it's fake news. Absolutely right. That's good. There's your ding-ding right there. All right, that was a good... Talking about wee-wees and ding-dings... I, I look. I, the, I need my Pavlovian response to be it's, correct it's, on these it's insane the, games. It's the glaiva. That's what it is. It's the glaiva. <laughs> it's the glaiva. Yeah. Glaiva, <laughs> glaive. yeah. <laughs> All right. A Broward County man who was tired of waiting at the hospital stole an ambulance and drove it home. I think I've seen that story. I think I'm gonna say it's it's Florida. Hundred <laughs> percent true. Ed, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's just too good. All right, you had me waiting on bated breath for a second. Yes, yes, that's great. All right, your last one: a Tallahassee delivery man who was caught on camera eating a piece of pizza said he did it because the guy at the house never tips. I um, I you know, I think it's fake news. Really? <laughs> you had to hesitate on that a little bit, huh? What gives you that idea? Uh, it seems a little bit or- ordinary. That could be anywhere. 
It could be anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Fake news. You're right. Very good. Not, so, not, not crazy enough to be Florida. Yeah. <laughs> it's lacking the crazy factor. It's <laughs> That's great. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. So, well, they're pretty good coming back from uh, from the three week break or, or so. So, yeah, I'd say you, you yeah. give yourself a. a you know, that goes some credit here on that. So now back into the saddle, new work hours and uh, all kinds of good stuff now, huh? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's um back in the swing. I, but look, I'm keeping vacation going. Oh yeah. On the, the mental state of vacation. I'm trying to, there keep you go. It going. There you go. And, yeah. um, and so we're going to, I'm going to still be on vacation next week, even though I'll be working. I won't and, be on and, vacation. And, but... uh, well, and, and you said you've also thinned out your beard a little bit too, huh? I have, you know, I, I actually did, this is, um, a couple days ago, I finally got like, okay, you know what? I was looking at pictures on vacation. And I was like, I, I've got to trim this thing. Finally. It's been like a year almost, yeah, almost yeah. Like a month shy of a year of growing this beard out. Um, and so I, I did go ahead and, and trim about half of it back a couple days so, ago. But actually, and, I think the proper term is you're sculpting it at this point. Yeah, I will say sculpting. Um, I, I will say I shaved off 10 years off of my face, basically, it looked like uh, yeah. with that. Um, so it does. I, I do feel like the experiment that's been going on uh, with the yeah. beard. I've never grown it out that long before. Uh, the experiment was a success. I, I'm wearing my beard much longer than I used to uh, yeah. still. So and that's what we both agreed that it kind of reached the peak. Like it looked ah. the best at that point. And, and so uh, it'll, it'll grow out again and I'll bring it back and we'll just kind of like rotate it around that way. But I did go ahead, trim it back looking and feeling good. Yeah. Um, I, I look, I, I look much younger with, you know, with, uh, with the trim. Enjoy so. that. Enjoy that as, as long as you can, because one day you're going to see those gray hairs coming in that beard. And you're going to think, you know what? I think I look better without the beard. Oh no! I think gray and a beard is just distinguished. Oh really? Least. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. not bad in the beard. See, I, 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 you know, rocked the Fu Manchu mustache for years and years. Okay, until the gray just got <laughs> caught up, and I'm like, you know what? I, I'm tired of the mustache. It, it's gone. So it's you know, it, it's amazing how it affects the whole psyche. You know, you think now it'll look cool and distinguished. But by the time you see it and you see the gray to go along with the few extra wrinkles in the face and the extra poundage around the waist, you might think, man, maybe it's better. I just kind of get rid of all of it. <laughs> well, <You know? laughs> well, I mean, has there been any other manscaping that has happened due to gray hairs as well? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There could be manscaping going on. I'm just, you know, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> oh man well hey you enjoy yourself we'll talk to you next week and uh we got some real zingers i've already got some let's just say oh, we we've got yet another story of another man who is trying to put um let's just say metal rings on places on his body that should not go <laughs> this is what's so good when we have a few weeks off of no podcasts there's a, a plethora of good stories like this. Oh yeah, oh, man, I can't wait. Oh yeah, and and this this one this one is 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 a, is a gym. You're gonna love it. So just just wait. <laughs> I love so. it, man. We got sex championships and restaurants and deodorant. That was ass body spray up the butt and right. um, <laughs> the stupidity yeah. never stops. All right, take it easy, everybody. Don't forget to rate, 
and review the podcast with a five-star rating because I pick five-star stupidity. If your review is stupid enough, I just may feature it on an upcoming episode. Rating and reviewing helps the podcast to show up prominently in searches uh, that you, you know folks are searching for stupidity anyway. And please, share the podcast on your social media so you're not stingy with your stupidity. And don't forget, click that subscribe button too so you don't miss any new stupid episodes. You can also avoid any annoying buffering whenever you're in crappy cell or Wi-Fi coverage by downloading each episode. And I recommend using the Podcast Addict app for optimum performance. It's free at your app store, but there are two types of paid versions as well. And by the way, I myself have already made one of the paid versions and still love it. This is just one of the two feeds that you get every week, of course. The midweek bonus episode features the Insane Week in Review, and the Genius Awards for the More Stupendous Stupidity is also included. The weekend episode always features Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew, where Pancho will also answer your questions with his sage wisdom. Ask Pancho about anything. Test your skills against Pancho with the Insane Game Show. And if you download the Telegram Messenger app, you can also join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel. Read the articles from each of the episodes Stupidity. Comment about what you've read and share the articles with your friends. You can also post comments or suggestions about the podcast, too. So get a preview and a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. The app is available free in desktop or mobile versions for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And don't forget, follow me using the handle at Insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter and visit my website at InsaneEricLane.com. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with support from Mr. Laughs Comedy, Ad Large Media, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and the Pulse of Radio United Stations Radio Network. Theme music, It's a Great Big Stupid World, is written and performed by Randy Stonehill. Copyright 1992, Stonehillian Music, Word Music, Twitch and Vibes Music, and is available wherever you download music. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is distributed by Spotify for podcasters. Record your podcast as easy as talking on your phone and have it distributed to all major podcast platforms. The editing and music library are all at your fingertips with Spotify for podcasters. Download the app from your favorite app store. <laughs>